With Intel vPro, IT heroes can give their users powerful PCs optimized for real-world business use. So powerful, IT can manage and restore PCs even if they're outside the firewall. Intel vPro also has multi-layer security to defend against attacks below and above the OS. Save the day with hardware-enhanced security, performance, manageability, and stability for all your PCs. Intel vPro, built for business. For more information, go to intel.co.uk slash itheroes. And now WOR invites you to listen to The Mystery Theater. I'm E.G. Marshall. There are fevers for which medicine has no cure. The fevers that are self-inflicted. Drug abuse, alcohol, and perhaps the most totally engulfing of all, the rage to gamble. Gambling, the most insidious of all compulsions, because the weight of figures and odds cannot fail to provide a justification for the gambler, suggesting that he is unaffected by emotional stress, operating on sheer scientific principles. Our mystery drama, Hit Me Again, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Paul Hecht. It is sponsored in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser, and Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule. I'll be back shortly with Act One. It is a magic moment. You are at your Buick dealers, about to drive home in your brand-new Buick LeSabre. It's lean and trim, classic lines. As Buick, you can remember. You get in. A heady new car smell surrounds you. Your LeSabre feels the way it looks, tight. You turn the wheel a little. No wasted motion in this car. Big brushed metallic gauges look back at you. That V6 engine is doing great. You rub your hand on the seat. Six people could be really comfortable in here. You swing into your driveway. Your wife, the kids, the dog, everyone but the parakeet descends on the car and gets in. Off you go to nowhere in particular. Life and your new saber are great. Maybe the dog shouldn't sit on the seats. I'm E.G. Marshall, host of Mystery Theater. It's Christmas time. And you are Santa Claus, the spirit of Christmas. And with your generosity, the reality of Christmas will be brought to thousands of needy children in the WOR listening area. Your contribution means gifts of toys and clothing for each of them under Christmas trees in hundreds of hospitals and institutions. You light up those little faces on Christmas morning because you have taken the time now to send your check to the WOR Children's Christmas Fund. The nicest thing about your contribution is that 100% of it, the entire amount, is used to buy gifts for the children. Send your check today to the WOR Children's Christmas Fund, Box 710, Times Square Station, New York, 10036. Thank you. Outward view, no one could be more happily establishment than Jeremy Dykeman. 
a nice button-down bridge-playing commuter from Westchester, financial consultant in a brokerage firm, already tabbed to go all the way to the top, an expensive split-level ranch house in the suburbs, and a honey-colored wife. The epitome of the American dream, except that for one reason or another, there are no children yet till the evening this story begins. darling. I have the martinis already. Oh, great. You don't know it, Virginia. You're going to need them more than me. What are you looking so grouchy about? Oh, hi, darling. Uh, let's not push it, huh? Far be it from me. Shall I pour? Uh, maybe you'd better hold up till I hit you with the news. What news? Uh, on second thought, uh, yeah, let's have the drink first. Don't you want to change your clothes? Nope. You usually do. Tonight's different. I've already made my change. Into what? Into something rich and strange. A sea change, as Mr. Shakespeare had it. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll take that drink you offered. You certainly are a little weird, husband mine. Huh? Here's to the future when we might own the world. To us, to the stars, and to the time we can smile down on the Rockefellers and all the oil boys in Texas. You're not drinking, Ginny. It's kind of spoiled for me since I don't know what we're drinking to. Well, first off, to my freedom. What do you mean, freedom? I quit the firm today. I'm on my own. Jerry. Ah, you see, there it is. Criticism, fear, antagonism. I, I didn't mean anything. It's just... Why would you quit? Because I was drowning. I couldn't breathe. And most of all, because I finally saw if the object was just making money... Well, there had to be a better way, a surer way, at least a more exciting way. How? Well, it would start with just one little pack of cards, like this. You must be crazy. How could you, a mathematician, a computer expert, even think that in games of chance ah, there's... but that's just the point. I am also an expert on games of chance now. Now that a friend has pointed the way... What? friend. A man I know. You don't. Well, that's unimportant. What is, is a principle that he taught me. And the principle? Card counting. Well, not just the simple matter of remembering what cards are in and out of the deck, but the mathematical odds on the hidden ones. Uh, with a little practice, I can now go to a town like Las Vegas and know that I'll win. I don't think I can believe what I'm hearing. You should know that the Odds are all with the house. <laughs> of course. Of course, I could I could quote you chapter and verse. One-armed bandits, between 10 and 20 percent. Craps, dice, even averaging all the way. You still run behind the house by 1 percent. Kino, you buck a 25 percent edge. Mad. Roulette, play it in Europe. You still stand to lose, but at less than half what we do in this country. But blackjack, 21. <laughs> That's something else again. What are the odds there? Uh, never mind what they are in, in actuarial figures. The point is that the odds can be tipped. In the better's favor? There is no reason to do worse than 50-50. And if you really watch what you're doing and learn to play your luck, you can draw down from the house. And you quit your job because that's what you expect to do? Oh, I quit my job for so many reasons. I guess you'll be the only one to regret it. That isn't fair, Jerry. I'll be with you. Oh, will you? 
Uh, are you ready to give up the house or all your friends? What do you mean? Look, if I play cards, Jenny, I have to go. I have to go where the play is: Vegas, the islands, Europe, Macau. I mean, it's a gypsy life, but it's not all that bad. But what do we do with the house? Well, sell it, rent it. Who cares? We have no children, no ties. You mean you'd uh, just wander and gamble? Yeah. I know what's at the bottom of all this. What? I never gave you a child. Or I never gave you one. Is that why you're doing this? I'm not doing it. It's already done. Now, where do we go from here? Damn it, Karame! It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, it. It just doesn't program. I'm sorry, KG. I can't really explain it myself, except... Well, it's it's a challenge. You insist on resigning. I want to take a whirl at this idea of mine. It doesn't make sense, you know. I'll never know until I prove it out. How long is that going to take? As long as it has to. Now, what does that mean? I just, I just want to break out of the cage. Take a flyer at something I believe might work. You have a contract with us, and I'm damned if I'll let you go. Too valuable a man to waste chasing a rainbow. I'll give you a leave of absence. No strings. As long as you want, within reason. <laughs> what would you say was within reason, KG? Well, you're the nut. What would you say? Nothing. No time is with reason. The whole point in a gamble is that there are no deals. Nothing held back. It's all right out on the table. Not even a hedge bet on the side? No, no, Kedgy. Because no matter how I tried to forget it, if I knew I wasn't laying my neck on the line every time, somehow it would fudge up the whole deal. It's got to be all or nothing. Okay, Jerry, you want it that way. Remember, you said it. If it doesn't prove out, don't you come crawling to me. You've had it. It's all so senseless, Jerry. I won't defend it. But you're going through with it. Yeah, something I gotta do. But I don't. Well, that's up to you. If I walked out, you wouldn't even try to stop me? I wouldn't have any right. Darling, would you see Frank first? Just talk it over with him. It wouldn't do any good. What do you mean? Well, I... I mean, I'm... Well, I guess you could say a... A closet gambler. What does that mean? I've been gambling for years without you ever knowing. Horses, football games, the numbers, dice, cards. Uh, maybe it's just a reaction to what I've always done for a living. Always dealing with a, about as close to predictable results as possible. Uh, God, what am I talking about? <sighs> I sound like I really needed Frank when actually he's the last person in the world I need. <laughs> a psychiatrist. <laughs> Virginia, he's perfectly right. Jerry is? About not needing a psychiatrist. Well, that, that's a terrible thing to say. I'm trying to be honest. There are certain areas where, at least I feel, psychiatry doesn't work. Alcoholism, drugs, and gambling. In many ways, gambling is the worst compulsion of all because there is a kind of arguable rationale for it. You can get rich quick. And that's what our society seems to be all about. You're not much help, Frank. I don't really know how to be, Virginia. First off, anyway, Jerry'd have to come to me by himself. You know he'll never do that. Yeah. So, 
that brings me to something else. He isn't my patient. But what about you? Well, we're friends, for heaven's sake. Do you think I need a psychiatrist? It could have been the real reason you're here. Don't be silly. I'll try not to be. You're walking the ragged edge. You're going to have to fall one side or the other. Either way, I think you'll need help. What do you mean, either way? We don't have to cut corners, Virginia. Either you go with him or you walk out on him. One way, the only thing I can offer you is something to stave off hypertension at the least. The other... What about the other? Well, you are the girl I loved and lost. (laughs) You'd still be interested in damaged goods. I only see the goods. The damage could be repaired if you break away. Is that what you'd advise me to do? You'll have to make that decision. I guess I've already made it, Frank. Now that I've found out that Jerry has had a mistress for all these years, I'm not about to settle for second best. Let him get married to Dame Fortune, and I wish both him and the lady luck. Sakes of hearts. Hit me again. Four clubs. Stay. Cards, ma'am. Big king, that puts you over. What about you, sir? Gentleman stands pat. Lady draws a nine, busted. Dealer shows 17 on my stand. Pay 18. Pay me. All right, Slammer, what is it? We got another counter. Yeah, sure. I was dealing, but you can check it out with the pit boss and the cameras. He's a counter, all right. How's he doing? Treading water. He could get better. So, a few wins is good PR. If he don't get too much better... That's what we said about the last guy. He was taken care of. Well, what about the new talent? We'll watch him. Figure what it's worth. If we have to turn it over, it's no skidding off our noses. We don't have to fit them for the concrete boots and dump them in the lake. The troops handle that. So what else is new? Nothing. The suckers still rolling. Yeah, and since you brought it up, let's just keep remembering what puts us where we are. Anybody takes a real shot at throwing a monkey wrench in the works, ain't gonna be around to even have the chance. Jeremy Dykeman has rejected his predictable world to enter a world of chance. And whatever his system, whatever his dreams, he already seems well on the way to being the classic gambler. A loser. His job, his wife, and even now his life seem to have been thrown away because of his compulsion. No, let's say a better word is obsession. And the first dictionary definition for that word is an act of the devil impelling a person to action from without. I shall return shortly with Act Two. You've gone as 
message is rated M for men only. The subject is Christmas. It's coming up fast. And if you still haven't decided on a gift for that special lady in your life, well, this Christmas, why not give her the gift she deserves, the gift she really wants, the gift of fabulous fur. When you select a superb quality fur coat or other fur fashion at the famous Flemington Fur Company in Flemington, New Jersey, you can be sure you're getting the gift that's perfect in every way. The quality is assuredly the finest, the selection is so vast that you're certain to find the fur that's right for her, and the prices at Flemington Fur always guarantee value, so that you know that you're getting the finest furs available at the lowest possible price. Yes, when you give her the everlasting loveliness of a fine Flemington Fur for Christmas, you can be sure you'll be making her the happiest gal in town. So men this Christmas give her the gift she wants most, a fabulous fur from the Flemington Fur Company in Flemington, New Jersey, Open Sunday and every day until 6. Ah, Madame Rochasse, je vous adore. Ah, Madame Rochasse, pour moi, vous êtes toutes les femmes. In France, romance is a national passion. So is Madame Rochasse. Because there's never been a more romantic fragrance or a more beautiful interpretation of what it means to be a woman. Madame Rochasse. Perfume and eau de cologne. Ah, Madame Rochasse, vous êtes l'essence même de mon amour. The fragrance is so extraordinary, so unlike anything you've ever experienced, you'll understand why there's never been a more beautiful interpretation of what it means to be a woman. Madame Rochasse, perfume and eau de cologne. But why wait for him to make a gift of it? Discover Madame Rochasse for yourself. One of the sensual things in store for you, Parfum Rochasse, available at Bloomingdale's in all fashion branches. When I left you, we were concerned with the definition of obsession. But what of another definition for possession? It is an active and a passive state. Active in the sense that one takes over something or someone. Passive in that you are the one taken over. As, wouldn't you agree, Jeremy Dykeman has been? Hello? Hi. It's Jerry. Jerry, where are you? Same old stand. Are you, Jen? Don't call me that. Sorry. Has... Too many overtones I don't like. Okay. Virginia. <laughs> that has some overtones I don't care for either. I'll settle for Ginny. Okay, Ginny. How are you? I survive. What's more to the point? How are you? Uh, the same. You don't sound as if it's good. It isn't. Are you out of money? Mm, just about. Oh. But not out of hope and belief. Oh, why did you call? Oh, just to touch base. 
send. That's good, because I... And to ask you one thing. What's that? I don't know about lawyers, but our agreement is pretty well drawn up, isn't it? Yes. And part of it was we could split the joint account. Yes. Well, uh, I don't mean to make anything difficult, but could I draw on that thousand or two right now? I kind of need it. That's all right with me, Jerry, but... But what? Don't throw it away. Jerry, please, don't throw everything away. Why make it tough? Do I get it or not? Wouldn't you rather have me? No, for heaven's sake. How do I answer that? It doesn't seem so difficult. It's just a yes or a no. Ah, forget it. I'll raise the dough somewhere else. Jerry? Jerry? Oh, no. Oh, Lord, why? Why? You fall. I deal you, sir. You stand pat. Yes, ma'am. Queen, you're busted. You, sir? Hit me. Yes, sir. Three of spades. Hit me again. Five of diamonds. Eight showing. Stand. You have a king up? That's what shows. Uh, hit me again. Five of clubs. I showed 21. Nine in a hole. Pay 20 or over. Pay me. That's your bet. Hello, Jerry. Jenny. What are you doing here? What am I doing anywhere you're not? Hey, you just brought me good luck. I cleaned up. You mean it hasn't been going so well? I just started to turn. No, no, don't leave. Don't leave. Just stick around. Make your bets, please. I'm out for blood this time. I'll let it all ride. You'll make your own bets, mister. Everyone in? Yep. Cards. And a seven to the dealer. Second cards. get you under the covers into bed. Oh, what time is it? Uh, it's uh, half past four. And I came up to the room just after twelve. Did you miss me? <laughs> sure, Ginny, only... Well, I figured you were tired. I wanted to get to bed. I was tired. Tired of that silly game. Same old thing over and <laughs> over again. Not tonight, not tonight. Not the same thing one bit. Look, I think I've got it all put together. All what put together? The system. The counting. The way to beat the house. Look. Oh, read them and weep. 3,500 gilt-edged American dollars that I parlayed at the 21 table out of my last 300. You won. Oh, you better believe it, baby. From here on in, we've got it made. Got what made? Us. Life. The big stake. Oh, darling, you don't know what luck you brought me and how I'm going to need you now. How will you need me? I have got the whole system now. It proves out. It works. It's it's infallible. I know it. Even if they switch to more than one deck, even as many as four, the constants are set. It's 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 just adjustment. Uh, what I have to do is study, 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 and practice, practice, and study. And you can help. How? Look, here's a pack of cards, brand new. Now, I'll shuffle. Clear off the table there, huh? Jerry, there's something I want to say first. Now, look, in, in, in a moment, honey, I, I, I just want to show you how it works. And no tricks, just me and my mind against the house. Uh, clear the table. Okay. Now, deal. Jerry, I don't know anything about blackjack. You know how to handle cards, you play bridge, gin. Hey, take the cards. I will say four hands and the dealer. I'll be number one hand, 
Three dummies, and you're the dealer. Jerry, please listen to me. Deal me me a card. All right. Three more face down to the dummy players. And now yourself one face up. Fine. Now, deal all five of us another card face down. Now, the object is... To get as near 21 in your card count without going over, because that's a bust. But to score more than the dealer's count to win. Oh, Jerry, honestly, I couldn't care less about Listen, listen. Just let me show the beauty part here. Now, I've got a 10 and a 3. So I ask for a hit. Deal. Five of diamonds. I stand on that, but that's plus one card in my system. Next guy, hit him. Deuce. Hit him again. A ten. That busts him. But the ten is a minus one card, so they cancel out. Hit the next guy. Six. Uh, He stands. But that's another plus one, though, because it's a six. I'll try the last one. Deuce. Hit him again. Four. He stands. But that's two more pluses. That's plus four. But who wins? In this case, you had to stand on 17 as the dealer, so I win. But that's not important. It's only one hand. What counts is... If the plus score stays high, I bet more units. Higher wagers. Why? Because the longer the plus score stays high, the more chance there is to draw down a face card or a ten because more and more of them are left in the deck. Now, the thing is to keep it all computed in the head. And that's why you can be so valuable. Me? You can deal for me. Set me up in game conditions. Allow me to concentrate on the count. Oh, honey, you don't know what a lifesaver you are turning up just at this moment. You are just what I need. We've got it made. Oh, if only you knew we have. Sure, sure. Tonight, I really proved it. I can play the house at the worst 50-50 on my system. And most times, I can tip the odds my way. What more do you want? What we had, Jerry. Just what we had. No pie in the sky. And not this sickness that's got you. What's wrong? I wanted to tell you something. Now doesn't seem the time. Where where are you going? Away from you. To another guy? No. Maybe. Maybe there's one who wants me. (laughs) Frank Dexter, I'll bet. Yes. Uh, You could be better off. Maybe he can give you a child. I haven't figured a system on that one yet. Okay, go. Oh, Jerry, you can't say that. You've got to give me a chance to change your mind. No, I'm seeing this through to the bitter end. And there isn't any point in my sticking around. You don't even want to listen. <laughs> You'd never guess, would you? That I was sitting up in this plastic room praying that you would lose your shirt. Because I knew if you won, I'd lose. Goodbye, Jerry. I hope Lady Luck can give you more than I seem to be able to. And you didn't tell him, Virginia? No, Frank. I... I I couldn't. Why not? I mean, it's his right to know. It wouldn't have made any difference to him. Nothing would. He's in love with another woman who possesses him, body and soul. There's another woman as well? No. Just the same old spellbinder, Lady Luck, Dame Fortune, the Queen of Spades, whatever you want to call her. But if you had told him your news, perhaps that might... Do you honestly think it might, Frank? You were the one who first diagnosed Jerry's sickness, gambling fever, chronic, prognosis negative, no cure. 
<laughs> oh, and you were right. I still say he has the right to know he's going to have a child. Who says he is? I don't have to bring a child in the world to be hurt as his father could hurt him. That's another gamble I'm afraid I may not be able to take. Plus two, minus one, minus two, even, even, plus three. Uh, yeah, yeah, in a minute. When do you split nines? When dealer shows no seven, but anything from two to nine. What? You understand. You see it now, Ginny. Not Ginny. Who who are you? The woman you really love. I love Ginny. Your little queen of hearts. Don't worry, Jerry. Look at her closely in the past. So like, and yet so unlike. I'll make you forget her light beauty for my dark one. You. Your lady luck. Just call me the Queen of Spades. Uh, uh, oh, it's the phone. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. What is it? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. I did leave a call. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, uh, give me, give me room service, will you? Sheet, Ace. Oh, yeah, put it down, Slam. I'll check it out in a moment. Good night. Could be worse. The counter took us from bundle. How much? About 12 grand. Yeah, it's a nice run sum, huh? That's four times in the last week he stings us. Yeah. Do we uh, move in on him? We might just have to. Waste him? I'm going to think about that, Slammer. I'm going to do a lot of thinking about that. Well, Jeremy Dykeman may have found a formula for winning at the tables, but it looks as though he's a loser all the rest of the way down the line. He's lost his wife, he's lost his child, and now two very hard men are in the process of considering whether or not he might lose his life. I'll return shortly with the last act in this drama. my hand is a little capsule. It's contact. It contains enough cold medicine to help relieve cold symptoms caused by every known virus. Think about that the next time you're sick. Sneezing, dripping, all clogged up. Then let us help you with real medicine, like contact. We're number one in the whole world. Give your cold to contact. Real medicine for real cold. Take only as direct. Which high-potency vitamin formula do physicians and pharmacists recommend most? Theragran and Theragran-M with minerals by Squib. Squib on the outside means quality on the inside. And right now you can take advantage of a really great offer. Buy the combination Theragran or Theragran-M pack of 100 plus 30 tablets at a special low price. This economy offer is limited, so get your Theragran now. Remember, it's the brand physicians and pharmacists recommend most. America's number one high-potency vitamin. Take advantage of this special Theragran offer now 
at Fort Schuyler Pharmacy, 3631 East Tremont Avenue in the Bronx, Sanford Pharmacy, Spruce and Carroll Streets, uh, Ramsey, New Jersey, and Middletown Pharmacy, uh, Leonardville Road, Bedford, New Jersey. What's for dinner has an old familiar ring. Where does a mother go for the best of everything? What's for dinner? The family wants to know who's got the answers, who's got the most to show. Shop right hand. Save you time during this busy holiday season, ShopRite is featuring quick, easy, satisfying meals. Fresh lean ground chuck, good so many ways, 79 cents a pound. ShopRite hamburger rolls, 10 ounce packages, three for a dollar. ShopRite king size beef franks, another year-round favorite, 89 cents for a one pound package. ShopRite mixers, 28 ounce bottles, five for 99 cents. And for all your holiday needs, toys, trimmings, and wrappings too. ShopRite, the holiday place. where she once lived with her husband and love, Virginia Dykeman wrestles with the problem of her bleak future. In a lonely hotel room, Jerry Dykeman tosses and turns through dreams of a surrogate wife who is fast becoming the symbol of the success of his system to win at blackjack. And in the casino office, two hard men consider dispassionately whether his system is to be tolerated or even Jerry Dykeman himself. Couple of questions, Slim. Shoot, boss. You sure he's no mechanic? Check found every way. No razor blade pieces under the nails, no other marking gimmick. No computers like the guy I had last year under his raincoat. No switches. You saw the films. Yeah, I studied them. I agree. Just a straight counter. Them guys really get to me. Well, why do you get so mad at him, Slammer? There is still plenty of suckers to even it out. And a fair to heavy winner within reason is good public relations. Yeah, but 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 a counter. Everybody's a counter one way or another at blackjack. Some are just better than others. Oh. Maybe I'll have a little chat with them. Like maybe the next time he tries to draw to his credit. <laughs> Frank. Virginia, I, uh, I've been a little concerned about you. I tried to call, but the phone was busy. I've had it off the hook. Oh, well, I, uh, I was in the neighborhood. I drove by and saw the lights and, uh... Do you want to come in? Yes. Uh, why not? You're not looking well. I don't feel very well. Then for heaven's sake, Virginia... It isn't physical... Just sheer brutal mental exhaustion. Well, let's go in the living room. Yes. Have you uh, spoken to Jerry? No. No, he doesn't need me anymore. If he ever did. You haven't done anything else uh, foolish? Not yet. If you mean anything about my baby. Jerry ought to be told, you know. 
It wouldn't make any difference. How do you know? I know. Well, what do you plan to do? I mean, I feel... Well, I think I have some right to ask. Oh, dear Frank, of course you do. But I can only give you one answer. What? Pray. Pray that I'm not really going to lose Jerry forever to a rival. I don't even know how to fight. How can I make you understand? It isn't Jenny. Jenny's gone. It's me now, Jerry. Me. Who? Who's me? Your lucky queen. The queen of Spain. No. No, I don't... I, I, I want... I want Jenny. Jenny's gone, Jerry. She's long gone. Time to wake up and start counting. Oh. So tired, so tired. Oh, I go on with it. Because you can't help yourself. It's the challenge. Nothing matters but the challenge. What? I can earn money other ways? It isn't the money. It's the dream. The pursuit. The battle that you love. I love Ginny. <laughs> Not anymore, Jerry. Not anymore. It's me you love now. Me. Your lady of fortune. You can't take your love from me because only I can show you the way. Only I. I. No, no. Wait, I... Accept the call. Tell Dr. Dexter the patient is long since out of his hands. Oh, I... Uh, uh, be an angel. Send me up some coffee, will you? I gotta clear my head before I get back to the casino. I'm doubling down. Sorry, Mr. Dykeman. Your bet is over the table limit. Uh, will the house extend the courtesy? I'm told your bet is accepted. Do I hit you? I'll stand pat. Madam, one card, a queen, busted. One card to you, sir? Five. Again? King puts you over on the table. Two to the next gentleman. Hit again? Ten of diamonds. House wins. And the last gentleman stands pat. Dealer has a six showing. Ten in the hole. Dealer must draw. Five of spades to the house. Twenty-one, pay no one. Sorry, Mr. Dykeman. Yeah, well, you win one, you lose one. Well, that wipes the 5,000 in chips I started with. Uh, would you ask the pit boss to credit me with another five? Uh, he signals me we can't extend that credit. I have 25,000 on deposit. Well, I'm sure it can all be arranged if you don't mind just stepping over to the cashier's cage. Okay, uh, hold my seat, will you? I'll be right back. <laughs> Mr. Dykeman. Well, what's all this uh, runaround, Mr. Uh... Drew. Ace Drew. 
You want to make any jokes about it? No, no, no jokes. None of this is very funny. I have 25000 on deposit with you, and I ask for 5000 credit, and the dealer ducks it to the pit boss, the pit boss to the cashier's cage, and finally I end up here. Look, I, I want to know what's the runaround. You play blackjack, Mr. Dykeman. What do you know about counting? Well, I know an ace counts either one or eleven. Uh, what percentage of plus or minus cards are out of the deck? Or what the percentage on a stiff is? Or when to bet maximum when you read the deck is flush? Or a thousand other tricks? What are you leading up to? Are you going to close your tables to me? Our competitors already have. This here's the only game in town for you. No. No, I don't want to close it. You're too valuable to us. Me? How? Well, the more you hit, the more the ropes try to follow you. The only thing is, you're getting too much action. That's, uh... That's why I wanted to see you private. A deal? A deal. I leave you alone. You count all you want. I just want my cut. How much? I'll settle for 75%. What? To you? To me. Who, brother... Am I in the lion's den? And the lion takes his share. Suppose I refuse. You don't play anymore. That is still the Caribbean, Macau, the island. If you get there. What does that mean? You'll figure it out. Why couldn't we have talked at the hotel? Let's say I didn't want to share our conversation with anyone else. You mean your room is bugged? I mean my life is wired, programmed, computed to pick the term of your choice. I'm just an end result. Nobody asked you to commit yourself. Not even myself. You could get out. <laughs> Maybe. Isn't it worth trying? You ever think I don't want to? Yeah, certainly you'd be the last one to want me to, right? Yeah, that's what you're up here for, to talk about me and Ginny. The reason I came up here is to tell you what Virginia won't tell you herself. What? She's pregnant, Jerry. I... I should go back to her. Of course you should. Only you know I won't. That's what you came up here to clear away, huh? I'm not going to sort out my motives. I offer you a fact. You give up all this and come back to Virginia now, or... Or what? Or do you face a fact I've had to face that I don't even think this is enough to bring you back? <laughs> Which really gives you some big lift. Not really. I love Virginia. But she loves you. She just can't live with you as you are. No one could. And if she can't have you, I want her to settle for second best. Yeah. Well, better have her settle. <laughs> and I'm not downgrading you, Frank. Even with a child? Ah, what good am I to anyone or anything except to win a game in which the prize isn't worth fighting for? Only the compulsion that I cannot end a loser. What's the matter, Jerry boy? You ready to be counted out? Oh, has to be a losing streak. Just a streak. The count. The count still must be right. Right. Don't be too right. sure. The cards, and even me, are fickle. Oh, why do I 
have to win. Why can't I accept losing? Because you're a gambler. You're caught. You're hooked. I can't. I'm caught. Caught. Ginny. Ginny. her, Jerry. She's gone. She can't help you. Ginny. Ginny, what have I, what have I done to you? Stay ahead, Mr. Dykeman. I want to double down. The house will accept the bet. Yeah, look, uh, uh, get, get Ace over here, huh? He's right at the next table. Mr. Drew. Yeah, what is it? Gentleman wants to talk to you. Oh. What can I do for you, Mr. Dykeman? I want you to raise the table limit. How high will you go? How high do you want to push it? You want to let me bet 5000 a deal? You got your limit. Okay, dealer. Five grand says I can beat your probable 20. Draw to 18. Hit me. Blackjack. Pay me double. Gentlemen, as a jack and an ace, house pays double. Hit me. Deuce. Hit me. Five. Hit me. Big ace to give me five under at 21. Hit me. Ten of spades. Nine and deuce in the hole. Name it a game. 21. Go ahead. Beat me. Dealer has a queen up. Six in the hole. He draws seven of clubs. House pays everyone. Did you locate him? Oh, he blew. 52,000 he took the house for tonight, and the big boss had to be here. Didn't you tell him about the public relations and all? Yeah, sometimes it can get too expensive. So we find him. If he's smart, he'll duck out on his high. Yeah, but if the big boss... Well, let me handle him. Uh, certain reasons I don't want him to look into this whole deal too careful. I can handle the roasting we took just so long as Mr. Jerry Dykeman never shows up again. I can't believe it, Jerry. But I want to. You can, my darling. My little mother-to-be. I can promise you I'll never gamble on cards again as long as I live. Darling, I, I don't mean to doubt your promise, but... But how... How can you be sure? Yes. Well, it won't be easy. But let me try to explain. Gambling... Gambling is a macho thing. It's no use denying it. I bet my manhood against the house trying to make me just another nobody. I mean, they have the odds, and I tried to beat them. And if I flogged my brain 24 hours a day, maybe... Maybe I found a way to make them close to even. But then, suddenly... A miracle happened. A miracle? I, I can't explain it. And I don't intend to try to. But something happened which means I will never touch a card game again. What is the miracle? Well, it's all gone. The thrill, the combat. What makes machismo work? I, I don't know how or why, but... Ginny, before a dealer deals any card, I can see exactly what it is. I mean, it isn't a matter of winning or losing. I know. So it's like taking the alcohol out of whiskey, the kick out of heroin. What's the point without that? So I'm, I'm home. I'm home to stay. I only wish I knew what miracle made it possible. Oh, darling. Will you buy me, huh? 
What do you have to say? Just something very simple. And don't ask me what it means. I get at least one free statement without question. <laughs> what? Don't ever underestimate the power of prayer. Jerry and Virginia moved to a small town on the East Coast and opened a community shop for local artisans and artists. It enjoys a comfortable success. And not the least of its values are Jerry's watercolors, which are fast becoming collector's items. So, with apologies, may I paraphrase an old aphorism? It's better to have lost and won than never to have lost at all. There are two kinds of first-class service. First-class, first-class, and second-class, first-class. As the Red Baron of Lufthansa German Airlines, I would like to explain the difference. Mine is first-class, first-class. There is fresh orange juice, freshly scrambled eggs, fresh flowers, caviar, and you'll find at least seven entrees on the menu. Just a few reasons many professional travelers call mine the best first-class service across the Atlantic. But I won't go into greater detail about them. There's a better way for both of us. Fly my first-class, first-class on your next trip to Europe. You'll never fly second-class, first-class again. musical comedy sensation directed by Bob Fosse. psychological factor in the gambler's makeup is that one would think that constant losses would eventually lead to a cure, teach him that he can't win. But the truth is that the gambler is the one man who expects and welcomes failure. The only thing he may not be able to withstand is success, and therein may lie his only cure, a pleasant one. Even if Jeremy Dykeman didn't choose to exercise his special powers, he ended up happier just letting life deal the cards and allowing them to fall as they may. Our cast included Paul Hecht, Patricia Elliott, Jackson Beck, and Ian Martin. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. 
Until next time, pleasant dreams. W.R. Mystery Theater was also brought to you in part by ShopRite Supermarkets, where you get a lot more for a little less. The preceding program is furnished by CBS Radio. This is Jeffrey Holder for the beautiful W.O.R. Children's Christmas Fund. Christmas here at the hospital would not be the same for our little patients without the continuing interest and support of the W.O.R. Children's Christmas Fund. Those words are from the Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. And that's what the fund is all about. Give your support again this year. Send what you can to Box 710, Times Square Station, New York 10036. This is WR New York, an RKO general station at the time signal, exactly 8 o'clock. Carter's economic brain and what he calls himself. Death on 42nd Street. Taxi fares in New York going up. It's 13 degrees. That's minus 10 Celsius in very cold and windy mid-Manhattan. Weather watch outlook. High wind warnings in effect for this evening. Bitterly cold tonight with northwest winds gusting to more than 40 miles an hour at times this evening. Hi. John Wingate with the 8 o'clock report from WOR News. The man President-elect Carter is expected to name as chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors now describes himself as a liberal economist. Charles Schultz got his doctorate degree in economics from the University of Maryland in 1960 and has taught economics at Indiana University and Maryland. He's a native of Alexandria, Virginia. Schultz, now 62 years of age, was budget director under former President Lyndon Johnson from 1965 to 67. He has been a senior fellow at the Brookings Institution, a think tank, since 1968. At Brookings, Schultz helped author a number of major studies, including a 1975 report on the impact of the 1973 increase in world oil prices on the American economy. The study concluded that the full impact of the price increase should be felt and passed through the economy by 1980 without lasting adverse consequences. Schultz has also argued the Nixon administration made a mistake by trying to fight the inflationary effect of the oil price increase through conservative economic policies. Schultz contends the Nixon policies helped bring on the recession of 1974 and 1975. Violence in Midtown Manhattan. One parole officer killed. A woman passerby wounded when a man allegedly opened fire on busy 42nd Street. This during the noon hour. The man who reportedly fired the shots was released from Taconic State Prison two months ago. WOR gets these details from New York City Police Inspector Milton Schwartz. Three New York State parole officers, on information that they had, were looking for a parole violator, a man by the name of Donald Wiggins. They went to uh, 16 East 42nd Street, and there, Wiggins apparently recognized one of the parole officers as being a parole officer. He tried to leave, and they tried to stop him. One of the parole officers uh, tried to stop him by wrestling with him. Wiggins had a 32 caliber uh, revolver. Uh, at that time, he fired two shots, striking the parole officer. 
and that officer subsequently has died at Bellevue Hospital. He fired another shot, which struck a uh, female, a bystander, and she's in Bellevue Hospital now, and her condition is serious, but uh, at this time, she's not likely to die. New York City Police Inspector Milton Schwartz. Cold outside. 13 degrees. May get colder. WOR 710 News Time. Three minutes. Exactly past 8 o'clock. The Supreme Court has sent the Gary Gilmore case back to the state of Utah. The fate of that convicted killer, who has said he'd rather die than face life in prison, now rests with the 4th District Court in Provo, Utah. The High Court refused to further postpone Gilmore's execution. Lawyers for the death row inmate last week called on the state court to free Gilmore. They said a condemned man to be executed not less than 30 days, nor more than 60 days from the date of his sentencing, unless he appeals. The legal period expired six days ago. The Supreme Court justices today voted five to four to deny a request from Gilmore's mother that her son's life be spared until lawyers representing her could file a formal appeal with the high court. Earlier in the day, it appeared the court had postponed at least for one week any decision in the Gilmore case. But that was not the case. New Jersey legislators are considering death penalty legislation. WOR's Ed Nash reports. The state Senate is going through an unprecedented evening of soul-searching. This is the debate on a capital punishment bill introduced by Senator John Russo of Ocean County. Without much difficulty, Russo won approval for amendments to his bill. Amendments that would prescribe the death penalty not only for a murderer, but also for anyone who engages another to commit murder. But then came another move for amendment. This time it came from Senator James Dugan of Hudson County. Dugan made a quiet, impassioned plea for rejection of the death penalty. Dugan offered a substitute punishment, mandatory life imprisonment for murder, but without chance of probation, parole, or pardon. And it's on that subject, Dugan's amendment, that debate continues at this hour. This is Ed Nash, WOR News, at the New Jersey State House. Cold outside, 13 degrees, all of 13 on the 13th of December. WOR 710 News Time, 6 and 1 half minutes past 8 o'clock. Put on a happy face at your vision center. Yes. Stop into Hillman Cohan Vision Center, grand opening in Fort Lee, in Linwood Plaza Shopping Center, Route 9W. Open daily, 10 to 9, Saturday, until 5 o'clock. Fleet owners of New York City taxis have made a proposal, which their taxi drivers have accepted tentatively. This prevents a threatened strike. Both sides have agreed to ask the Taxi and Limousine Commission to okay a fare increase of 13%. Industry spokesman Arthur Gore tells WOR's Lester Smith this fair hike will be used to cope with rising costs. Apparently, we will not hear from Mr. Gore at the moment, but we will try later. Last-minute talks have been scheduled for tonight for the Wyandanche Long Island school teachers who are threatening to go on strike tomorrow morning. The Wyandanche Teachers Association has been without a contract since June 30th. Union President John O'Donnell said earlier today that the prospect of a settlement before tomorrow, to quote him, doesn't look good. Wyandanche has 150 union teachers and 2,800 students. 
O'Donnell says the union's rank and file will meet at 7 a.m. tomorrow to take a strike vote. And if the motion carries, the walkout, he says, will take effect immediately. Now we come to the WOR Weather Watch update for New York City and vicinity. High wind warnings in effect for this evening. Forecast bitterly cold tonight with northwest winds gusting to more than 40 miles an hour at times this evening, then tapering off after midnight. Clear skies with record-breaking low temperatures near 10 here in the city and mostly from 5 to 10 in the colder suburbs. Mostly sunny and not quite so cold tomorrow, with highs tomorrow reaching the low 30s. Fair tomorrow night with a low from 25 to 30. Partly cloudy and milder on Wednesday, and a high Wednesday in the 40s. The chance of snow, it's near zero tonight, up to 10% tomorrow, and tomorrow night. Winds northwest at 15 to 25 miles an hour, with strong gusts of 40 miles an hour or more, gradually diminishing to 10 to 15 by morning. Becoming southwesterly at 10 to 15 miles an hour tomorrow and tomorrow night. In very cold and extremely windy mid-Manhattan, we're now down to 13 degrees, that's minus 10 Celsius. Humidity, that's 34%. Wind northwest at 13, gusting now to 34 miles an hour. Barometer is 30.44, and that barometer is rising. The top stories of the hour. Charles Schultz, who is President-elect Carter's economic counsel-to-be, describes himself as a liberal economist. New Jersey State Legislature tonight debates death penalty. U.S. Supreme Court throws Gary Gilmore case back to Utah. And that's the 8 o'clock news. John Wingate reporting. Next news on the station always, the moment it happens. Next scheduled news. I'll be back with you at 9 o'clock tonight. 9 o'clock, straight up. Now we go to Barry Farmer. Tossing questions and getting answers. <laughs>